Hello and welcome back to the PAL with Tani G. I'm your host, Tani G. Questions, comments, suggestions are always welcome at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com. Pirkei Elvis Treasury, Season 2 of the PAL, Chapter 4, Paragraph 7, Parag Dalad Mishnah Zayin. Rabbi Tzadok Omar Rabbi Tzadok says, Al Tivfrosh Min Hatsibor, do not separate yourself from the community. When serving as a judge, do not act as a lawyer. Do not make the Torah a crown for self-glorification, nor a spade with which to dig. So to Hillel used to say, He who exploits the crown of Torah for personal benefit shall fade away. From this you derive, Whoever seeks personal benefit from the words of Torah, remove his life from the world. Always sagely advice from Pirkei Avos. Let's see what else we could see from a few comments from throughout the Mishnah. Rabbi Tzaddik was a first-generation Tana, was already an old man at the time the second temple was destroyed. He had fasted and prayed for 40 years to avoid the catastrophe. When Yochan ben Zaka left Yerushalayim clandestinely to meet with the Roman general Vespasian, the newly appointed emperor granted him three wishes. One of the requests was that the emperor provide a doctor for Absaduk, whose esophagus had shriveled from excessive fasting and whose digestive system was seriously weakened. He survived on the juice he sucked out of figs. See Gittin. Originally a follower of Beishamai, he later followed the rulings of Beishillah. From Yuvamos, we see this. Rav Yochum and Zakai held him in high esteem, remarking if there had been just one more person of this caliber, Yerushalayim could never have been conquered from Echarabah. After the destruction of the temple, he moved from Yerushalayim to a small town near Haifa. From there, he sent halacha queries to the academy at Yavne, Simida. When he visited Yavne, he was accorded great respect by Rabbi Gamliel II. Yerushalmi reports in the name of Rabbi Elazar's son that Rabbi Sadiq would sit to Rabbi Gamliel II's right, a sign of prestige. Let's move over to the comments. Do not separate yourself, and when serving, do not act as a lawyer. These two dicta of Hillel and Yehuda ben Tabai were apparently adopted Rabbi, Rabbi, Rabbi Sadiq as his credo. In most editions, they do not appear in the Mishnah, which begins with the next phrase. Do not make Torah a crown for self-glorification. Do not say I will study in, other, in order that others will call me rabbi and accord me honors. Learn out of love for God and His Torah, and honor will eventually come to you. The Mishnah teaches us elsewhere in Pirkei Elvis, if you flee from honor, honor will come after you. But if you chase honor, honor will be running away from you. Nor a spade with which to, get, to dig. The spade is the spade of livelihood. One should teach Torah to others without taking compensation for the work. He should not regard himself as the equivalent of a hired man using his axe as a source of income. The bottom, Torah does not bury. Rendering Lachaporis to embarrass the Isaiah, Notzer Chesed explains the mission as a call to refrain from using the Torah as a means of indulging one's ego. Torah knowledge should never be used as a means of degrading others by pointing out their ignorance. One should not turn his Torah into a spade, building up his ego by burying, quote-unquote, others. So to Hill used to say, who exploits the crown shall fade away. Hillel's teaching is recorded in 113. The Talmud teaches that one who makes use of the crown of Torah will be uprooted from the world, from the Dharam, both from this world and the world to come. Thus, Chalaf refers to the person who exploits Torah. According to Rashi Rambam, the expression Chalaf to fade away is related to Khalif in a barter agreement. One who exploits the crown of Torah for personal benefit has bartered away his eternal reward for temporal benefit. According to Tiferes Israel, Chalaf should be rendered as he changes it. Exploited for personal purposes, the crown of Torah is stripped of its sanctity and changed into something mundane, God forbid. From this you derive, whoever seeks personal benefit removes life from the world. 
One, one loses his reward in the next world if he uses the words of Torah as a tool for achieving personal benefit. Rambam and Rashi. Meiri and Rambam cite the story of Tarfan as an example of one who unnecessarily used his standing as a Torah scholar for personal benefit. A gardener who suspected of Tarfan of stealing from his garden grabbed the sage whom he did not recognize and began dragging him toward the river intending to drown him. Tarfan screamed, Woe is to Tarfan! whom they want to kill. Upon hearing this, the gardener freed him. The wealth of Ratarfon regretted all his life, having used his status rather than his money to free himself. See Nadarim. The Talmud teaches that those who learn Torah for its own sake merit life, wealth, and honor. Those who study for self-serving reasons lose the gift of long life. Thus, the Mishnah teaches that one who exploits the crown of Torah for personal benefit actually forfeits part of his life in the world. From Tefer Yisrael, according to Medrash Shmuel, this mission is addressed to public speakers who should not become enamored of themselves when they speak and derive personal pleasure from their profundity and oratorical skills. So we see here good lessons. We always see wonderful lessons from the Pirkei Avos. And join us next time as we learn about whoever honors the Torah is he himself honored by people here on the PAL with Tani G. And I'm your host, Tani G.